This is The M Word, a Studio 52 production, hosted by Ben Earl. Well, here we are. This is The M Word, episode six, uh, broadcasting to you from the bunker at Studio 52. Ah, yes, this is me, Ben Earl, aka The Pigeon King, aka The Hungry Fox, uh, yes, this is one of the craziest times I've been involved with. It's a weird thing, right? We're all in it. Uh, I'm sure that if any of you are listening to this in the future, uh, you know, this is a crazy time when this is the only topic of conversation. All we were talking about was this crazy thing that was happening in the world where it went a bit weird and we're all panicking and we're all okay. We're all okay now. But yeah, it's a weird, weird time. So it'll be interesting to see how we look back on it. But look, I don't want to get bogged down in talking about all that stuff because it is literally the only topic of conversation that's going on anywhere. Uh, but I think I can kind of use some of this um, momentum and, 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 and the time that we're in to kind of move into something interesting for us to talk about. So, uh, I mean, look, one of the things we have to look at is the fact that this is an unprecedented time in all of human history. I mean, it's incredible. It's amazing. I mean, yes, it's scary and it's uncertain, all that jazz. But it's also, if you can step back with it and look at it for a second, you know, it, it's a, a, an insane time where, you know, in, in one way, we're experiencing this social isolation, social distancing, you know. And like I keep saying, you know, we, we might be socially isolated or whatever, but we're not really isolated. We can connect together and things like this and other bits and pieces. But there's this time where we're doing that. And yet there's never been a time when we've been more collective, you know, together but some kind of a big community isn't it you know we're individually experiencing this idea of isolation but collectively we're all talking about the same thing and we're all communicating and connecting so you know it's a really really interesting scary strange profound um uh, a special unique kind of time um and yeah it also reminds you life is awesome right <laughs> i'm not trying to make light of any situation where everyone's having any bad stuff happening to to them i'm sure they are but you know what it kind of reminds you about the things that are important in life. And I think that, um, you know, life is awesome. <clears throat> life is cool. And uh, we get to do these types of things and connect. And we're reminded of what's special and the fact that we can do these things. And, but, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this quickly. So on Instagram, you know, I, I put out a thing yesterday on the stories. It said, hey, man, there's an announcement coming tonight at midnight, right? And it was kind of, uh, yeah, it was about six hours to go. I think I put the announcement on at six. And uh, it made me laugh because my friend Danny, Danny Buckler, he uh, sent me a message saying, yeah, it looks like a really serious picture. You sitting there saying you've got an announcement at midnight. It better be a goddamn vaccine. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it's to do with magic stuff. He's like, well, I don't want to know about it. So, you know, sorry, I'm probably shouting into the mic. I'm a little bit excited. I mean, sorry, he's having a bit of a sip. Oh, I've got a gorgeous coffee on the go. Um, Yeah, so... This is it's a really strange time. I'm kind of, uh, you know, bunkering down like everyone else, m mildly kind of anxious about things. But also I'm, I'm kind of a little bit excited. There's there's an element of kind of, oh, my God, this is a perfect opportunity for us to all kind of connect um, together. Um, and and I really love that. I really love that that idea. Um, and so I was thinking about you know, doing this podcast. What do I really want to talk about? And I thought, well. You know, I, I want this to be absolutely real. I want this to be completely raw, you know, unscripted, unprepared, all that kind of stuff. I want that to be. And I don't, but at the same time, I don't want to go on and on about the situation we're in. Um, but at the same time, we, we have to address elements of that. And I thought, well, it's as a result of the situation, it's affected the currently the way in which I want to use Studio 52 and, and how I want to kind of connect to people. 
And as a result of that, that's going to bleed into what I want to talk about in elements of this podcast. Um, but what I really want to do is work out how I can produce content which connects to you but beyond the moment you turn me off. <laughs> as, opposed to, as opposed to the moment you turn me on. But yeah, beyond that moment that you turn me off, uh, how... How how can I produce content really that has some kind of meaning beyond that moment? So I think there are a number of ways, a number of things. So there, 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 well, I mean, there are two main processes for me. So the first is I thought that what I can do with Studio Fifty Two is start running a load of cool things that allows us to connect. So we're going to run Instagram Lives from here in the studio um, that can connect out to people where I can do all kinds of uh, stuff and we can connect with other magicians, some of you guys, and we can start really connecting that community together. Um, and we can also start running some Skype one-on-one -on -one sessions with people. And it's not even about teaching or learning. I mean, it can be, but it's really whatever that individual wants. I mean, there are some people out there that might just want to show some of their stuff, or they might just want to talk about some concerns they have in magic, or I don't really know. Um, and I'm not even for one second presuming that, you know, uh, a one-to-one -one session with me is, is special. I just think that it's something I can do. And if there are people out there that appreciate that, then, then that's cool. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the whole point in this is not just to put on some one-off live event, which, you know, we put a thing out for you and it's there and then it's gone. I, I wanted to work out how we could kind of have a constant relationship and a constant kind of companion through that time period and connect us as a community. So like I said, we want to do some Instagram stories, some Insta sorry, Instagram lives where we can connect with people live and take questions and bits and pieces, do some one-on-one uh, -on -one stuff via Skype. Uh, and by the way, if you're interested in the stories, for example, or sorry, the Instagram lives, head over to Studio 52 Magic on Instagram. And then those things will be coming up as regularly as, uh, regularly as we can do them. Uh, and just jump in. That's it. You know, um, you don't even have to follow us or anything else. It doesn't matter. Just go into that, jump in and, and be a part of that process. And, and if you want some one to one stuff uh, with myself and I'll, you know, call you up on Skype. Uh, or it might not be you, it might be someone else who you think might really appreciate it or want it or whatever, then if you comment on the videos that we've put across on social media, we've, we've put this video, um, an announcement of the process we're doing at the moment. Um, it's on our on our uh, Instagram TV and on our wall on Instagram. It's also on Facebook. If you comment underneath there and kind of tag someone that you think will deserve that or yourself, it doesn't matter really, then we'll be selecting kind of two or three people a week and as long as this goes on, that's what we'll be doing and then calling them up and spending time with them and that type of stuff. I think that way we can really kind of like galvanize aspects of that process. And and the M word, this, you know, please share this. Give this to as many people as, as you possibly can or you think will enjoy it. And listen, there's no, I, I'm not talking about giving us email addresses or anything like that. I don't care about any of that stuff. You know, the there's no catch, right? There really isn't any catch. The whole point is just to enjoy it and hopefully find that common thread between all of us that allows us to kind of connect in new ways to me it's a real opportunity it's something I talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago with uh, with with conventions and I was talking then about the idea of kind of exploring new ways of of um you know uh, establishing different forms of community uh <laughs> so the situation we're in right now was not my idea it was not what I wanted uh, wasn't my fault please don't blame me but the fact that this has happened meant that I thought you know what uh this is a time where maybe I can put 
um, you know, my money where my mouth is and actually start trying at least to do that. And, you know, I'm just trying to do the best possible job I can in terms of galvanizing people in that way. So that's the first thing is with the company. That's what we want to try and do. The second thing is I thought what I could do on here is talk to you right now about a load of stuff that you can consume um, on Netflix, on all other kind of bits and pieces, TV shows and films and stuff like that, that I think will be really cool that you might not have come across. Some of them you might have heard about and never quite looked at. You know what I mean? Everyone has those holes in, in their stuff, like they've been meaning to look at something for a long time and they haven't. What I thought I would do was recommend only stuff to you that I think I personally thought is excellent or has, has really influenced me and I really think is is quality stuff that is really worth looking at. Um, so, you know, there's there's stuff that's okay, stuff that's good and stuff that's brilliant. You know, for me, I just want to kind of just recommend the brilliant stuff. And some of it I feel makes my magic better or it makes me better as a person, whatever it is, I don't really know. But I thought if I can do that, then maybe beyond this podcast, once you switch this off, if you then go and start watching one of those films... Um, you might remember, you go, okay, yeah, this was a recommendation that came, you know, through Ben on the M word and other people might be listening and watching that stuff at the same time. And those conversations might come up. So I think it's not just about connecting literally by coming to us and listening to us do stuff. It's about trying to push some information, some, some entertainment stuff uh, out there into the world that we can all kind of start collectively enjoying. Um, and you know what? I have to write some of this stuff down as I, you know, I don't really, I didn't want to sit down and prepare a load of list of things. Uh, what I thought I would do was just kind of try and think off the top of my head. But as I'm doing that now, I've had a couple of things come into mind that I don't want to forget. So let me just write this down. Hang on. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, yes, I'll do this as well. I don't even care that we're in silence as I'm doing this. I don't care. Right now, I am thinking of these things as we're doing them. And so we are sharing this moment together. We are present. This is real. There we go. And, oh, yes. Right, okay. Sorry if I'm making strange sex noises. I don't mean to. I'm just trying to think. There we go. Some other, th I've just a little pad here. If other things come up to me, come up to me, I will jot them down as I go along. And I've just thought of something as I put this on here that was prof profoundly interesting to me, which isn't particularly uplifting anyway but do you know what when it comes to things that are uplifting this idea of like everyone's sad right now and uncertain and so therefore you know everything must be happy you know so like, i was sitting there just writing stuff down oh music as well yes okay yep okay a bit of that as well let's do these things okay so um i don't think everything has to be uplifting you know, something that's uplifting is nice to alleviate some of the potential anxiety or worry and whatever. But oh, in the back of your head, other stuff's going on. I Sometimes I think that, you know, sometimes you can see things that are quite profound, emotional, dark and moving. But it, when we do have those experiences, it just reminds us that we're human. It, you know, it gives us an ability to empathise and sympathise with other people, whatever this particular story, whatever this piece of art, whether it's film or music, whatever it is, whatever it's about, the ability to connect and empathise with something deeper, I find, can be profoundly uplifting. We don't want something depressing, but something real and something powerful, um, to me, has got tremendous worth. So I'm only saying that because a couple of things I've just jotted down are a little bit dark, but I think they're brilliant i don't care this is how it is i'm just gonna be honest uh right so there's that 
Yeah, so you know what? If I start with some music. So there's a couple of things. I'm going to start with just recommending some music and um, that if you haven't listened to I know that I'm going to say some of these things and people are going to go, duh, of course. But seriously, there'll be some of you out there who think, you know what? I've never actually checked that out. And I'm going to go and check that out knowing that Ben has just talked about it and other people right now might be checking it out. And as a result we kind of checking out at the same time. There's something about kind of bonding together as, as a community beyond this podcast together. Disparate, nebulous people out there that have no connection right now listening to the same music, watching the same, same stuff, but knowing you're part of that community. My madness, I know, but to me that feels like something cool, something interesting to do that we can't get an exact metric on. You know, that's that's sound cool. That's you know, it's kind of an interesting thing to me. So, one of the things I would I'd recommend immediately, music wise, is listening to um, uh, Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. If you can kind of go and listen to Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin, whatever it is, all albums, all stuff, there's some really cool stuff in there, and it might kind of open up a whole section of music that you've not really listened to. You know, from the kind of seventies and all, the, all the, listening to the transition of their albums, the style of music, knowing that when they made that stuff as well, it was a completely different process for making music and recording. Um, and, you know, there's some real kind of interesting innovations that were made, especially by Pink Floyd. Some amazing stuff. So definitely go and check those out. Uh, there was an album that I came, I just jotted this down, which is because it just popped into my head from nowhere. And it's one of those albums that you could completely forget about. But it's by an artist um, uh, called Banks. And she is pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. And she she put this album out called Goddess in 2014 that kind of, I listened to it and went, wow, I've not heard music like that before. It was kind of this strange, I don't even know how to describe it, kind of electro, emotional electro stuff. Um, that's, by the way, what I'm going to do. I'm going to recommend all kinds of different stuff because if someone says to me, what type of music are you into or what type of films? I don't know. Just good stuff. I'll listen to anything. Um, so yeah, this ba Banks is her name. She's got a lot of other stuff out there, but particularly this early album I really, really liked. Um... I would also listen to, there's a Canadian rapper. Now, I'm not particularly into rap, and yet I've just noticed I'm probably, the next two things I'm going to say are rap-related, but just bear with me. There's a Canadian rapper, and his name is Black, I think, and, and his album is, is called Free Black. It's a brilliant album, which myself and Rune Clan, who's a very close friend of mine, as you guys in the magic world will know, Rune, um, spent a long time listening to uh, some, this Free Black album. Uh, we were out in Copenhagen in Rune's workshop, creating a load of kind of really cool stuff. And the whole time we had this album blaring, um, you know, so, you know, go and listen to that and um, see what you think. It's just really, it's really interesting, really, really interesting. And some of the tracks on there, I, I really liked a lot. Um, also, you know, here's a good, this is a good segue to segue into talking about some of the film stuff. I just recently saw this a couple of weeks back, whatever it was. It, it was a documentary on Netflix about a rapper called Lil Lil Peep and the documentary is called Everybody's Everything I think or every I think it's Everybody's Everything and it's really quite moving it's quite sad uh, but as a result of that I've kind of connected with his music in a different way this basically is this young kid who wanted to become a rapper and had quite a kind of a broken life in many respects and was dealing with a lot of different bits and pieces um, and this documentary follows aspects of that and his struggle with drugs and all this other kind of stuff. And he ended up dying. Um, you know, it's quite hard to know whether it was an, an intentional overdose or an accident. Um, but he was producing all this incredible music and he was establishing this great following. Um, but you hear all this genuine pain and sadness in his music. And But it's quite profound. And again, I know it might not be this type of thing you, you think you want to listen to right now. But to me, it's been a, a deeply... Up I need to see if I can find it, actually. There's a, there's a particular song called um, Star Sailor. No, no, it's not Sailor. Star... Oh, there we 
we go. Star shopping, that's it. Star shopping. And I'll give you a little hint of it, because I don't think I can play much of it on here. But let me do do this, do this. It'd be good if I actually take there we go. So this this is uh star shopping. And what's interesting about it is he had this really interesting way of recording stuff where he didn't care about going into a recording booth or anything. You know, it was just he kind of, um, I might just skip it forward a bit. Hang on, there we go. Bosch. Do you know, it's really, it might, I'm just doing some weird little hit of it, but, you know, he would just kind of record it anywhere in a hotel room and just like lay down some lyrics somewhere and they just put it over this. And he, it's just a really interesting thing. Go and check out the documentary, check out the music. To me, I found it quite interesting. Really, really interesting to listen to, knowing the kid's story and where he came from and what he was trying to say and explore. Just really, really interesting stuff. Um, so, but that leads us on to, I think, some general stuff to do with like Netflix and um, uh, some visual stuff to watch, uh, some other kind of documentaries and films and stuff. So, um, I would say if you look at, whoops, there's my phone going off, silent mode. Um, talking of Netflix, there's a series called Ozark, which is with, is it Jason Bateman? I think um, it's really good. Really good. It's about this guy who's kind of, I think he's embezzling muddy or whatever it is. He's he's on the run from the from the um, Mexican drug, Colombian or Mexican drug cartel. And he kind of uh, ran with a lot of their money and he's trying to set up his life in a different part of the world and um, kind of embezzle. So, sorry, not embezzle. What's it? Launder some of the money to get away from them. He's got to look after his family. I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, it went under the radar for a lot of people, but I really liked it. Um, I would also suggest looking at True Detective with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Well, pretty much the only, only the first series. Don't don't worry, worry about the rest of them. Series two and three, don't bother. But True Detective, series one, is brilliant. Utterly brilliant. Um, really kind of... I mean, again, maybe it's the theme of everything. I've got a dark theme in this stuff. He, Matthew McConaughey's, uh, McConaughey's character has quite a kind of um, nihilistic perspective on life, but it's really brilliant beautiful and refreshing and the way in which they kind of intercut these interviews with this storytelling and it's brilliant go and check it out if you haven't checked it out it really is worth watching um and kind of also i hadn't written this down but it's something i love anyway and talking about nihilism if you check out kind of rick and morty or bojack horseman these are um cartoons that you can find on the adult swim network i think it is i can't remember where it is now but rick and morty bojack horseman especially rick and morty oh my god it's one of my favorite things on earth it is um an incredibly, oh, just an amazing cartoon, which is so clever, so witty, so well-written. There's so many hidden layers and Easter eggs running through it. It's got all this kind of strange, existential, nihilistic perspective on life, but it's kind of uplifting and beautiful, hilarious. It's unbelievably smart, brilliant. I enjoy it so much. Uh, go and check that out. And Bojack Horseman is a similar kind of thing, slightly different. You know, if I was to give Rick and Morty a 10, I'd give Bojack Horseman a 9, just under, just for me. But I could totally understand how you could prefer either one. But go and check those out. Uh, also, what else? Uh, the US Office. Now, you know, I love the British Office a lot, but the US Office I prefer. I could watch every single season of that all day long and forever. If you haven't checked out the US Office, you've got to get through the first series. It's only six episodes. It's almost like a pilot series. If you can just get through that first series... Then by the second series, it really starts. You know, it's such a big change from series one to series two. Series two onwards, it's fantastic. Series one's still okay, but it's oh, it's hard to watch. It's got that cringe factor that sometimes I don't enjoy. Um, but from two onwards, it's 
just beautiful. And um, it's one of those things that um, Steve Carell, his acting ability and what he does with that character, it's stunning, you know. You know, they don't often give Oscars for comedies or stuff like that, you know what I mean? But I think that it's really quite impressive. And if you haven't really checked that out, I would. Um, so let's think... Uh, you, do you know what? Let's stay with some comedies. Let's think of some comedies. So I would say Step Brothers, if you haven't seen that. It's an Adam McKay film. So that's Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley. Uh, love it. Um, just, just unbelievably funny. A stupid film in a way, but it's beautiful. And really, really well done. And if you ever get the chance to see the making of, you'll see some of the amazing things that they did with the music in that movie and how they created all these songs that sounded like songs that came from that period that went in. anyway check it out step brothers is great um this is spinal tap right mockumentary from 1984 about a heavy metal band on a comeback tour insanely great to classic you know if you do go and get that and check that out just make sure you turn your tv up to 11 um then i would probably say uh, Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz are films that i will always watch regardless of what the time is that simon Pegg and uh, nick frost Shaun of the dead is like a post-apocalyptic type thing you know zombie attack type madness uh brilliant brilliantly funny unbelievably well put together and done as a film uh hot fuzz is a little bit like my the village that i live in <laughs> we'll have no jugglers here uh it's a brilliant film about the kind of small-mindedness of village life and then again it goes to a kind of a, a macabre and surreal place but it's it, they're both absolutely brilliant um what else would i recommend in that area oh bridesmaids you know what? i only saw bridesmaids relatively recently and I wasn't expecting much of it because I just thought, well, I'm just bridesmaids. I'm probably not going to be interested in a film about bridesmaids. doesn't really, you know, I wouldn't have thought it would appeal to me. But it was actually really funny. It's um, Kristen Wiig and uh, Melissa McCarthy. I can't remember who directed it. But it's really funny. Uh, really funny. And um, it, it doesn't really matter. The fact that they're bridesmaids is kind of irrelevant. But, you know, it's like anything. You should never judge a book by its cover. But as humans, we can't help it. And as soon as you see Bridesmaids, you know, you just think, oh, probably not for me. Really funny. Really, really impressed with that film. Um, what else is out there? Uh, I mean, I'll with one of these things here. Actually, I'll leave that for a second, that one. Okay. All right. You know what? Let's go into... I'll go into some movies, right? So, some proper big movies that are like... No, no, sorry. I know the others are movies. Uh, Non-kind of comedy. So, Whiplash. Whiplash. Now, if you haven't seen Whiplash... Go and see it right now. Stop what you're doing. Find a way. Find a way to go and watch Whiplash. It is brilliant. Um, J.K. Simmons, Miles Teller. It's, I think it won the Oscar. Um, and it's, it, the whole movie, I think was shot in something like 18 or 19 days, right? It was a ridiculous that they managed to achieve what they did with this movie and create this incredible portrayal of the acquisition of skill, the drive for perfection, the drive for greatness, in fact, not perfection, the drive for greatness and what it takes to get there from the individual or from the person who's trying to get someone else there. And there's this constant duality the whole way through the movie about is it right to push someone to become great if you see there's greatness within them? And where are you pushing versus where are you bullying? 
If you don't do enough and they don't achieve, whose responsibility is that? Yours or theirs? You know, where does the responsibility lay when 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 greatness is is a possibility? It's a phenomenal film, which I massively connected with. And deep down, I had this kind of weird sense of like, I wish I'd had that growing up with magic. <laughs> Not my tempo. Someone's like, no, do the second deal slower. Um or faster, in fact. Do it with both hands. But yeah, there's Whiplash. Go and watch that movie. It is stunning. Um Obviously, a magic film I'd recommend if you haven't seen it. I'm sure you have, but The Prestige, you know, uh, Christian Bale, uh, Christopher Nolan film. It's a brilliant film, a brilliant, brilliant film. Very, very clever. Um, and what's very is adapted from from um, a book. But what's what, what's what's fantastic about it is the fact that I actually put a, a, a did a, a micro essay about this on Instagram. Um, on my Instagram, actually. It wasn't on the Studio 52, it was actually on my Instagram. Uh, I, I did an essay on this about the fact that, to me, the whole thing isn't really about magic. It seems to be about magic, but it's also a love letter from Nolan um, about cinema, I think. It's about, he's playing with form. And I think that, that magic is a, is a kind of a really interesting metaphor for him uh, in order to, to, to kind of talk about the kind of artifice, the deception involved in cinema how you can play with time and space and what's real and what's not. And um, he, you know, he did a fantastic job. It's a beautiful film. And it's one of those films that the more you think about, the more you think about it, it kind of, um, it kind of, it becomes more interesting and, and I think um, more impressive as a movie. So definitely, definitely go and check out, check out that. Um I would also recommend, oh my God, of course, Joker. If you haven't seen Joker, go and watch it. The Todd Phillips uh, movie directed, directed by Todd Phillips, uh, Whacking Phoenix. Joker, it's stunning. It's utterly stunning. It's so good. Uh, I, I don't really know what to say about it, really. you just got to go and watch it. It's raw. It's beautiful. It's simple, elegant in, in a lot of places, but done with such such intelligence and... and um, you know, it, there's so much stuff as well that you're not seeing in a way. It's all the stuff on the cutting room floor. It's all the process that was happening that never made it onto the movie, which informed everything you do see. It's really, it's stunningly brilliant. And it's it exceeded my expectations because when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, God, don't make a Joker movie. You know, I think like a lot of people. And then I was like, oh, okay, it's fucking Phoenix. And oh, okay, it's interesting. Todd Phillips too. I was, okay. And then all of a sudden you see a couple of, I saw just a, some very quick teaser trailers and I thought oh my god this looks great and just the way the tone of it I thought whoa this looks special um and then over time I thought you know don't get too excited because it probably won't live up to the hype and then I went and saw it and um yeah it blew me away and you know I'll always remember that night as well because it was actually at the end of watching that movie uh my wife kind of uh had told me that you know, announced to me that we were expecting a third child. So it was like, I will never forget that movie uh, and that moment for me. Oh, I'm getting a bit emotional now. Um, but if you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it. It's stunning. Uh, like I said, I'm just trying to very quickly recommend as many things as possible that I can honestly think in this time you can go out and start consuming and looking at. And, and as a result, you know, that's why I'm trying to tell you as many things as I possibly... Oh, I just thought of something else. Okay, as many things as I possibly can, so that you can kind of, in this time period where we're all isolated or self-isolating, we don't know how it's going on, at least that you, you can kind of think about some stuff to watch. And you know what, you can ignore all of it or not, whatever, but I think there's something cool about 
um maybe there might be as a result of this podcast another 20 30 40 people that are watching at the same time and maybe online people might connect about it i don't know you know i'm just being real and i just want to kind of say what i feel about stuff and i know there's going to be people coming on going well i thought that movie was rubbish or i think you're completely wrong about that cool man that's cool let's find a place to talk about it that's all right i'm wrong about a lot of stuff so uh right so let me do this this is something that okay there's a director called um uh David Villeneuve, or David Villeneuve, a French director, um, he has produced three of my favourite films in the last couple of years, like a few years. Uh, Arrival, Blade Runner 2049, and Sicario. He is, he's incredibly talented. Uh, first of all, I, I, was, his atten- I, 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 I was aware of him after watching Sicario, which is with uh, Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, and Josh Bro- Brolin, um, kind of you know, uh, police and kind of uh, intelligence communities having battles on the Mexican-American border, drug cartel stuff. and But it's brilliant in its simplicity and its rawness. Uh, and it's just really, really goddamn good. And it, yet it feels quite open and stripped back. But yet it will connect heavily. Um, and from that, I was like, wow, this this is a great, great thing. And I, I always pay attention to directors because I, if I enjoy the film, I want to know what they're going to do next. And then I saw... Um, I think I then saw Arrival, yes. Arrival is one of the most stunning films I've ever seen. Especially once you understand what that film's about and how they must have had to edit that movie together and what they're doing with time, it, it it's stunning. It's utterly stunning and it gets better every time you watch it. Um, it's It's got a couple of sentences in there that I always think back on, which I won't say anything to you, but uh, if... If uh, anyone does watch it, you might you might you know think okay, I'm sure Ben liked that bit. There's a but it's a stunning movie. Watch it; it's beautiful, and stunning, and that's about it's about communication, it's about language, and about talking, and what really matters. You know, how do we really understand anything and each other? Deep, but it's also about some aliens that land, but not in the way that you think. If I said it was about aliens that land, you think, oh, okay, I get what type of genre or movie it's in. It's not, it's just not what you think. It's a very different, beautiful, poetic film about time, emotion, connections, family, and communication and honesty and everything. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful movie. Go and watch that. Uh, he, David Villeneuve also did Blade Runner 2049, which again, I thought, why are you going near this movie? When Ridley Scott did the original Blade Runner with Harrison Ford, great movie. I thought, oh, you're going to ruin it. Um, oh, it's just going to be some modern rehash of it. It's going to be rubbish. And I was blown away. And it's also, this also has uh, Harrison Ford, but also, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Gosling. And the the soundtrack in this is great. It's It's got that same unnerving undercurrent all the way through the, through the film. It's beautiful. It's be- visually stunning. I, I think about it. Like, you know, every few weeks go past and a little moment of that movie flashes back to me. You know, Jared Leto's also in it that I think is a really good performance. It's just brilliant. Go and watch it. Um, and the other thing I would want to recommend is probably one of my favourite directors of all time, David Fincher. Um, he did, uh, let's think, uh, Seven. These are the movies he did. And I would recommend, by the way, go and watching all of these movies. But he did Seven, Fight Club, uh, Zodiac, Social, uh, The Social Network, Gone Girl, uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, and and uh, uh, Zodiac. Uh, he did a load more as well. Um, but he has a particularly beautiful understanding of movement and space and the camera. And he kind of creates this omni... Oh, he also did um, Panic Room, I think, 
uh, I'm almost sure he did. Uh, not 100%. I'm pretty sure he did. But um, uh, he creates this omnipresent sense with the camera, you know, which is beautiful. And what he does and how he creates this really strange, um, intimate uh, sense with the camera and with the actors is, is, is stunning to me. And I, I just watch it fully not understanding it at the same time as marvelling by it, but also being pulled into the movie. And there's a great uh, breakdown of his stuff on a... A channel on YouTube, I think. Uh, I think it's on a channel called Nerdwriter, but there's a. There, it's called How Fincher Hijacks Your Eyes, and it talks about how he uses the camera and the movement of the camera with its actors to kind of hijack your eyes. Just go and check those things out as well. So you've got some YouTube stuff, some film stuff, Netflix stuff, music. Um, yeah. Oh, and also, if you want some interesting food, if you manage to get some chorizo, fry some chorizo in a pan and then put some lime on it and then pop that in your mouth. You're welcome. Um, yes, uh, what else? Ah, you know what? I'm going to end one final recommendation. One final recommendation, right? And it's called, if you haven't come across it, called This Is England, right? Now, now, I'm not just saying this because, obviously, I'm English and I live in England. Uh, I, I I avoided this movie because I, I thought it was just about skinheads and gangs. And I just thought, well, that's not really my bag. It was been recommended to me a number of times over the years by different people. I just thought, oh, whatever. And then it recommended me to come recently by Darren, who I work with at Studio 52, who you know, I, him and I talk about this stuff all the time, and I really respect what he has to say. And I thought, okay, I'll go and check it out. It's stunning. Absolutely stunning. It's amazing. It's about kind of, um, you know, a kid whose dad dies in the Falkland War back in the 1980s, and then he gets involved in gangs, and all kinds of gang stuff happens. Uh, it was made in 2006. Um, but here's the thing. Go and watch that movie. This is England, okay? Um, I would give it a 7 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10, maybe. It's, it's a really, really good movie. But then they made three series off the back of it. Normally you have series, then you have a movie. So this was the movie, and then they made three series. And they made This Is England 86, which is a four-part series. This Is England 88, which I think is a three-part series. And then This Is England 90, which is, again, I think goes back to four. And they are it's some of the best television I've ever seen. Ever. It's unbelievably good. And what makes it so good is it's just kind of unconventionally beautiful. And it becomes profoundly uplifting in its rawness and its realism. And it's got subtle humour, you know. And it gets extremely dark and disturbing in places. But... Again, once that's all over, you experience the rush from knowing that that feeling you're having is something beautiful from essentially art that other people made. That's all made up. That some other humans like created this story, put this stuff together. And I think you get this uplifting feeling from some of that darkness that's, that's in it. I think, I think it kind of testifies to the kind of talent that we possess as people to tell stories. You know, stories which show that like love and honest connection is what truly matters. And I think that that is what This Is England is really about to some extent. I mean, look, to be honest, there's all, all other kind of stuff that's amazing. I mean, the, its acting is insanely good. It doesn't show off with its camera work. In fact, it keeps the camera work really kind of almost basic and simple. And it just keeps everything understated. And its, it's, it's brilliance is in the total control it has to not run away with, and, and have style over substance. It completes, com has complete control of itself and just concentrates on telling really moving stories with these characters and it, it's it's unbelievable go and check it out watch the movie first because it makes sense in the the flow of everything you don't want to watch it them out of order so watch this is england the movie 
90, uh, 2006 and then watched the three series. This is England 86, 88 and then 90. Some of the best television I've ever seen. And it doesn't even matter about the subject matter. Yes, it's 80s and it's gritty and grimy, but it doesn't matter. Ultimately, it's about it's about humans. And um, yeah, I think that like in this time where we're all, you know, bunkering down, like it reminded me that kind of those connections are things that we should celebrate, you know, and appreciate and, and certainly not take for granted, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I got all excited saying all that stuff for a second. I like talking about this stuff, you know, uh, but look, I know there's a lot of information, as you can probably tell, you know, we're already at 35 minutes and I've kind of rushed through all of those things, you know, so I wanted to kind of like hit you guys with a, with a kind of machine gun of like things to kind of go and look at. And hopefully you can go out and start looking at all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you know, so my hope is that over the next few days and weeks, you can indulge maybe some of those suggestions and you know in doing so be reminded of all the kind of variants uh and amazing things that are are possible within not only within art itself you know the making of movies and music and all this kind of stuff but also within life so yes that's that which is kind of cool um what else so i think i'll probably end by just saying um a little kind of something about what we're, we're going to be doing at studio 52 uh, what's coming up um i think that you know we've been working on filming something in the studio that we were going to be bringing out in the summer or late summer um but what i've decided to do is we're kind of trying to bring all that forward so the plan for us right now we're still working on filming elements of that um the plan is for us to bring that forward and um at some stage, I don't know when, we'll be releasing aspects of that, you know, to everyone, you know, for free. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's the plan. Um, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to do as much as we possibly can. So uh, yeah, um, we'll keep you updated on that stuff. Um, yeah, so I suppose until then, you know, try to chill out uh relax um watch some of this stuff uh, operate with kindness you know understand that there are lots of people that you know are probably really not having a good time probably really anxious really worried really nervous you know and try and be good and raise others around you you know and that's not weakness it's strength you know so you know as much as you can help your fellow man and help those people around you you know it will make everything better so yep until next time my m-worders you know, pigeon army. Uh, yep, stay healthy, stay safe. You know, we are not isolated. Community is everything. This was a Studio 52 production. For more information, visit studio52magic.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Studio 52 Magic.